This is IELTS Faisal Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show in Vietnam about every IELTS. You're back with me on the Dam IELTS Show, and who better to have on in our studio to basically tell you about some expert IELTS tips? We have the expert IELTS person right here with us today, and his name is Oliver Holmes. Very nice to meet you. Thank Hi. you for coming. I heard that you've been in the IELTS industry for over 10 years, for almost 10 years. Is that true? Um, yes, although I wouldn't like to call it an industry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're making robots. Um, uh, yeah, I've been teaching for about 10 years uh, all around the world, uh, but I've settled in Vietnam because it's such a beautiful country. That's amazing. <laughs> Today's topic um, for the Tham IELTS show is actually on hobbies. And to talk about hobbies, I'd like to introduce a celebrity whose hobby is to travel. She's uh, one of the supermodels and a very um, and a, an uprising host right here in Vietnam. And she's going to basically go through the IELTS speaking test. And uh, you want to see how she performs? Great, yeah. Let's, let's do have it. a look at how she performs. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Good afternoon. Um, can I see your ID? Please? Yes, here. It's a bit ugly, so. Okay, that's fine. So we're going to start uh, speaking part one by talking about travel today. Um, so do you travel a lot? What countries have you been to and which one was your favorite? Okay, uh, yes, I do travel quite often according to my job. And I've been to a few countries such as Singapore, Malaysia, Cambodia, Thailand, Japan, um, France, Switzerland, Spain. And my most favorite one is Japan. Obviously, it must be Japan. Well, I can spend a whole day talking about Japan, but I know that I'm not going to have the whole day here. So Japan, you cannot just discover Japan in just a few days that I did. But everything in Japan is great. The food is amazing. The people are so sweet. The culture is great. So yeah, Japan. And which countries would you like to visit in the future? I think it would be uh, America. Before, I never thought that I would like to travel to America because I used to think that America has no culture at all. But, but yeah, I have a few friends who stay in America and they actually tell me that America has a little bit of everything. So I can see Europe, I can see Asia, I can see Africa there. And it's just so big that I can discover every single thing by traveling from county to county, from city to city. So yeah, definitely America. And, and do you think that, that your hometown is a good place for a holiday? And what would you recommend for tourists to do there? I'm sure that you will uh, agree with me that every destination has a hidden charm, that if we look for it, we will find it. So my hometown is Hanoi, capital cent the central city of Vietnam. So I believe that it is a must-seen city that each tourist should come. Uh, every year, actually, we greet a lot of tourists coming to Hanoi to visit, and there's just so many things to do in Hanoi. You can just spend a lazy afternoon, for example, in this weather, doing nothing but looking at the lake, enjoying a cup of coffee, come to the old street, get some street sold in the street, uh, some food sold in the street, or just, um, you know, go see the museums, go see all the exhibitions. Okay. Okay, so we're going to move on to speaking part two now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you a topic, and I'd like you to talk about it for one to two minutes. Okay. Before you talk, you'll have one minute to think about what you're going to say, and you can make some notes if you wish. Do you understand? Okay. Okay, okay so here is some paper and a pencil, okay. and here is your topic. Okay. So you have one minute to prepare. 
minutes is up. You have two minutes to speak. I will tell you when your time is up. Please begin. Well, okay. So uh, my one of the longest trips that I had was in Italy. Actually, I went to Sicily for work, and nothing would happen if I just stayed there for a week just to work and, and come back to Vietnam after finishing working. But the point is, when I took the flight back to uh, Vietnam, I had to, uh, to stop in Rome. So from Rome, I had to fly to Doha, from Doha to Vietnam, etc. But the point is, my manager booked a flight that acquired me only two hours of layover in Rome. How can I do that, you know? Two, two hours in Rome and I had to take off my luggage, rechecking my luggage for the international flight, and then obviously I missed the flight. So I had to stay in Rome for a week without knowing anybody. I was totally alone. But uh, fortunately, I ran into a Thai guy who was at, who was at my age at that time. And uh, he helped me a lot, showing me around, finding me a hostel to stay, and even asked his mom to give me a tour. And finally, I had an amazing time in Rome, seeing all the historical areas. And I had an amazing friend. It was actually a very great experience out of a bad luck of missing my flight. Okay, so we've been talking in part one and part two about travel and journeys. And in okay. part three of the test, we're going to carry on talking about travel. What are the advantages and disadvantages of taking a year off to travel? Well, a lot of people right now, especially young students, are uh, taking a year off from their school or even, even some people who are already working and they still take a year off from their career to go traveling. To me, we can see a lot of advantages like, yeah, well, see, you have the whole year, right? So that you can plan, so that you can go anywhere that you want to and you have so much time that you can slowly spend it in the uh, in the country that you are in, for example, and um, you can learn a lot, you can see a lot. Some people can even find new uh, chances in work or new ideas in studying. But what I see as the disadvantages is you actually are losing a year out of your studying or your career. So you are actually facing the uh, risk of being replaced by somebody else. So, um, and also, you know, taking a year off doing nothing but just enjoying and seeing and talking and eating enjoy and having fun also means that you're, you might forget everything that you, you, you know, try to get in the previous years and also especially in your professionalism. Who knows, you know? So if you were me, I would not take a year off just for traveling. I would make a gap. For example, if I need to come to Japan to work, I would extend my stay for a few more days or even one, two weeks just to explore the country and then come back to my normal life. Thank you very much. That's the end of the speaking test. This is IELTS Facial Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show in Vietnam about every IELTS. That was quite, you know, a, a lot of answers that you provided. So one of the things that I, that I want to hear from you is one of the things that I witnessed from Fumai, who is a supermodel, is she, she was very animated. You know, she made jokes. She, she expressed her opinions very clearly. Um, and some of them are quite strong opinions. Some mm -hmm. of them are not, maybe not so politically correct. So what, what is your view on that? Should contestants be doing the same thing? 
Absolutely. Um, mm. I, I love her enthusiasm when she speaks. Um, I love the, uh, the stress and the emphasis that she uses throughout her, her talk. So what, what <laughs> were some of the vocabulary that she used that you thought was very good? Um, well, generally throughout, I thought that she managed to use vocabulary which would um, address all of the things she was talking about. She makes very, very rare mistakes with her vocabulary and uh, she, she uses an excellent range mm -hmm. and I would encourage people to follow her model. What were some of the things that she mentioned that you thought was very, very good, that you enjoyed um, if you were you know, on the examiner's side of the table? To be honest, all of it. What I really liked about the way that she spoke was that she just seemed enthusiastic about everything. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the most important things that people can do is to avoid sounding like a robot. So, mm -hmm. um, and she certainly doesn't sound robotic at any point. Mm -hmm. right, let's see what she felt about her test. So for my well, um, in fluency and uh, accuracy, uh, uh, confidence, I think I have. Uh, so I think my performance is not bad. Was not bad. So so. All right, girl. If you were to do one thing differently, what would you do differently? I think I would speak slowlier because my problem is I speak too quickly, and I'm afraid that the examiner. And also the, you know, the voice recorder, they have a voice recorder, couldn't record everything that I say. So what if, you know, I miss a word or I, I use the wrong word or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, if, if I can change one thing, I would tell myself that get ready well and be slow. And how many points do you think you got on that performance? Uh, I give myself the highest score because of my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> the highest score. So do you think, do you think it's um, possible for her to achieve the highest score? Uh, I think with a little bit of work, um, mm -hmm. yes. Um, uh, she's already going to be getting a very high score. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would recommend that people do copy her enthusiasm, her, her word stress, her emphasis, her variety of relative clauses, conditionals. Um, and, and just the, the general enthusiasm she brings to her, her uh, test is, is great. Um, so I, I wouldn't say quite the highest. I, mm -hmm. I can hear a few little mistakes mm -hmm. in terms of fluency and coherency. So give us about five words, four to five words, that a student should, should remember for this section. Okay. Um, well, in terms of adverbs of frequency, one of the more idiomatic expressions, unusual pieces of vocabulary is once in a blue moon. Mm -hmm. um, although it's a little bit of a cliche, um, I think all idioms are cliches. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, so, yeah, I'd recommend that people use it. Um, also, uh, we could use an expression like um, talking about when you're a child, talking about your hobbies when you're a child. You could say, when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. What do you think about people saying a lot of likes? I know in for people who've gone to America or for people who, who have had some type of American education, they like to add likes into a lot of their sentences. So for example, <laughs> I uh, like, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so like. what do you think? What's your, what's your view on these types of expressions? Okay, uh, to me it sounds very, very informal. Um, it, there wouldn't be any penalty for using that kind of informal language in the exam, but my parents would hate it. <laughs> um, uh, 
I would try to avoid using this like because it might just be irritating in conversation in later life. Mm -hmm. And uh, another thing I would recommend people avoid is using inflections upwards to make a question out of a statement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all of your advice. This is IELTS Facial Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show. The one and only talk show in Vietnam about every IELTS 